It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Against the Browns. Double gentlemen welcome back to the pod um look wonderful weekend um obviously what it is we're talking about today that the, the main uh topic of, uh, and focus of the show is going to be the return of the man zach wilson my man guys what we saw this weekend with the 24 20 uh come from behind victory um against the you know i guess i will we'll call them the, the the woefully uh you know kind of situated pittsburgh steelers this weekend um you know, we we have some really, some really exciting things to discuss. Some really, uh, you know, impactful things that went on this weekend, um, as well as you know, some really hopeful things and maybe some rooms for improvement going forward. Um, as we begin tonight, though, I want to bring on my guy, the super producer, Jr. Brower. How you doing tonight, my guy? What's going on, man? Not too bad. Enjoying this uh, victory Monday. That's Definitely a good about. feeling. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Excuse my background, guys. I told you I'm still kind of in process over here. Um, it's going to be better. Trust me. Um. When it actually is all up and running, it's going to be pretty dope. Um, but for the time being, um, we're working with what, with what we are working with. All right, return to the man. Zach's back and looking better than ever. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, going into the season, you know, we really were optimistic about what it is to expect. I know there's quite a few folks out there who don't necessarily believe that Zach Wilson is the guy. Um, I personally said a couple of days ago just on Twitter that, you know, most of our Jets fans are expecting um, a unicorn. That's what it is that we believe that we need. We need a unicorn. And and is Zach capable of being that that guy? Is Zach being capable of being the guy that can come in and actually elevate all boats, right? Um, I know we heard Robert Sala talk about uh, on draft night that what we were going to do is we were going to lift him up and we're going to give him, you know, all the support necessary. And, you know, the way things are shaking out, uh, you know, we, we kind of needed Zach to come in and, and, and throw some life jack jackets to us. Uh, throw some light jackets to his surrounding cast and try to put us in a position where, um, you know, he was going to be the guy to kind of elevate us and, and, and to bring us out of the drama. All right? 
right? That's how it works. That's how it works. No question. No question. All right. We're going to get into the stats a little bit. Um, I know what uh, my man JR said he had a couple of clips. We're probably going to discuss, uh, yeah, you know, some, 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 some of the action that we saw this weekend. You saw some plays. You saw what it is that it looks like when Zach Wilson is firing on all cylinders. We had some, uh, you know, some, some instances of our defense, uh, which has been much maligned these, over the course of these first three weeks of the season. Um, we saw them show up, uh, including, and, and obviously, I think most importantly, Mr. Joyner uh, in our free safety position, who actually showed up. Two interceptions, you know, some, some, some you know, really decent pass breakups that led to other interceptions. We have four total as a team. Um, we actually saw some, you know, some legitimately, but look like veteran plays. Um, we're going to start right here. Uh, this is kind of where it is that I, I recognized early that Zach Wilson was coming to bring the fire. Now, check this out. It gets a motion, a spectacular interception here. This is one of the first interceptions we were looking at. That is what it is that we said that we've been missing. We've been missing that veteran presence on the backside. We've been missing that that structural, you know, kind of block um, in our defense that was going to give us an opportunity to really kind of lock down some of these plays and, and get us off the off the field on third down. It's really, you know, what it is that we needed to see is what it is that we were getting from these guys in particular. Uh, 257 yards from Zach Wilson, a couple of touchdowns, a receiving touchdown from Braxton Barrows early that, that really kind of uh, sparked us and gave us a little bit of a, of, of a boost. Um, look, there's, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot really to, to be thankful for and what it is that we saw. Um, but, you know, just real talk, uh, outside of all of the numbers, yeah, outside of all of the numbers, what it is that we saw was a guy that was ready. He was poised in the pocket. He didn't have happy, happy feet, wasn't all over the place, wasn't looking like he was making a lot of boneheaded decisions. I know he threw two interceptions. I know most of us already recognize that one of those uh, really kind of wasn't his fault. One, I just kind of give it, it was a, a little bit of a bonehead mistake in, in that that pass. Um Play call was a little suspect, but Zach has to be better. Zach has to know that he can't throw that pass in that situation. Um, and, and you know, just I was expecting rust, and what it is that we got was uh, maybe not as much rust. We actually got, um, you know, we actually got some competent play out of our quarterback position, man. I don't want to say short or spectacular um, performance in that fourth quarter, uh, but – I mean, I don't know. There's there's quite a few adjectives I can throw into that, but really, really, really uh, exciting, exciting stuff from this guy. Uh, welcome, Boy Florencio. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, welcome back to the pad. Um, the phone lines will be open coming up a little later, guys. You see the number on the screen, 201-256-1799. I personally went into this game, and I think y'all saw last week if you were joining us, um, where I predicted that we would win. I, I think the Steelers were right for the picking. Um I don't think anybody would would suspect that what it is that we beat was, you know, an, an old time, you know, Mike Tomlin coached uh, stacked, um, you know, Pittsburgh Steeler team. Um, if I'm being honest, what it is that my expectation was, was that, you know, this is going to be a team that uh, more than likely is going to be the first time Mike Tomlin is ever under 500 in a season. And, uh, you know, obviously the questions at quarterback and we saw that play out with Mitchell Trubisky being benched and then bringing in Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett provided a really decent spark for them. Um, and, you know, the same old Jets might have actually folded, right? But uh, what it is that we showed, and I think this is the maturation process of our uh, of our young, uh, you know, hopefully stud franchise quarterback. We saw him come in and overcome that adversity. We saw him come in and make plays when it was time. Um, I, I know we've all seen at this point in time that the clip with Brees Hall talking about uh, you know, Zach coming in the huddle and say, yo, let's go score a touchdown and let's win this game. Look, I personally 
when I heard that clip, it made me want to run through a wall. So I'm look, I, the, the expectation is um, that, you know, Zach is going to have some bumps in the road. It's going to be some, you know, some bruises as a young and growing quarterback um, and, a, and a young and growing team, a young, growing coaching staff. All of those things, you know, are going to come into play when 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 it's all said and done this season. But realistically, um, I just really think that we're in great shape. Uh, we're, we're starting to see a little bit more of, of uh, you know, an emergence from Brees Hall. Uh, if Mike LaFleur, and y'all know I've had some questions about his play calling over the course of the past few weeks. Um, but, I mean, he's starting to solidify, even though there still are some questions. I think, um, you know, we those first three games had a little bit of a preseason type feel to it. Like we were still kind of finding our way. I mean, it still kind of looks like that in certain respects, but I will say this. I think as we continue to see Zach Wilson step in and be confident and start to make some of those plays, I think that actually gives Mike LaFleur an opportunity to become a little bit more confident in what it is that he's doing, as well as maybe feel like, uh, you know, he can be a little bit more creative with how it is that he sets it up now. Um, I will want to see, you know, some settling in, I think, right? Um, because what it is that we don't want to see all the time is all of this experimentation. I think as we continue to grow, as we continue to build, as we continue to solidify, um, not only not only you know it, at specific player positions, but as a as an identity uh, within this team, I think we're going to see you know some things kind of gel and 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 get. And I don't want to use the word predictable in particular, but um, if we're good at what it is that we do. Who cares if they know that we're going to do it? Can you stop it? Right. And that's what it is that I'm hoping that we can actually get to um, when it comes to how Mike LaFleur is calling these plays, as well as what it is that Zach is going to do. Um, you can see in the background here quite a few of, of some examples of what it is that it looks like when um, we're operating, you know, uh, as we should be. And this this this, uh, you know, this near touchdown run from Brees Hall, he actually had a couple of them in this game. And then, uh, you know, I guess what would what would amount to be the game winner towards the end or where he just snuck over the uh, the goal line with the ball reached out. These plays are indicative of what it looks like when we're firing on all cylinders. Mind you, we're doing this with a patchwork offensive line. Look at the hole there. I mean, look at look at look at look at Brees Hall literally just exploiting, you know, a, a gap in the offensive line that's created by you know, guys that are kind of playing out of position and aren't really, you know, even comfortable with what it is that they're doing. Um, I was just talking to one of my guys, Guy Fisher, just a minute ago. Big ups to Guy. I know he's probably in the chat. He's probably watching with us. But, you know, he brought to my attention what it is that we're looking at coming up over the course of the next few games. And that includes games against Miami, games against um, uh, Denver, games against uh, Green Bay, excuse me. Um, and then obviously uh, we've got Buffalo and we've got New England. Most of those games, I think, are actually up against opponents that are, you know, maybe not as, you know, not as 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 scary as they might have been over the course of these past few seasons, right? We're catching some teams that are in flux a little bit. Um, Miami in particular with, uh, you know, Teddy Two Gloves going to be running the show there. Um, I think that limits what it is that they can do. There's still an extremely dangerous offense with Waddle and with Tyreek Hill. Still... Uh, an extremely difficult defensive challenge for us, I think, as well. Uh, Florencio Rodriguez in the chat. ABT came through big. Yes, sir. That's part of what it is that I mean when I say uh, that we're still a little bit in flux. I think he is probably going to end up uh, playing uh, left tackle once once more for us. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a question mark for me also. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I'm not sure what Joe Douglas was doing uh, bringing, uh, uh, what's his name, McDermott back in to play. That guy is hot dumpster juice, and, and, and the fact that he actually on the team shows a little bit of a question mark for in, in decision-making for me. But back to kind of where it is that we're at with this next stretch of games. 
Um, coming to coming out two and two out of the the vaunted AFC North, um, where you know quite a few folks, in, including some of the receipts uh, that Robert Sala was adding up, like Brady Quinn and a few other folks, thinking that we were going to go zero and four. Um, I think we showed some resiliency. I think that that old narrative that this is the same old Jets is going to fall by the wayside as we continue to make strides. My man Daniel Smith, Jets guru, in the chat. Welcome aboard, brother. I appreciate you stopping in. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the pad. Make yourself comfortable. Uh, I'll be serving drinks a little bit after we get to uh, some more of these clips. So uh, everybody get your shots. All right. What we have now, ladies and gentlemen, is I think we have an opportunity going forward to, to change a little bit about what it is that the perception is of this team. We're all fans. I mean, a lot of us have been fans for myself. I've, I've been a fan over 40 years, right? That, that, uh, that's evident by the, the, the gray in my beard and by the baldness if I take off this hat. Um, but what I think that we're seeing now is the maturation process. And I, I, I discussed this a little bit on last week's show about how the young players are growing into their own and they're starting to make plays and they're starting to grow into who it is that Joe Douglas brought them in to be. I think the coaching staff and, and I'll just I'll, I'll be honest, I was really hard on this coaching staff um, because I kind of felt like the young players were outpacing their maturation process. Right. We do have a young coaching staff, Robert Sala. In particular, a fledgling uh, new head coach, Mike LaFleur, also new in his role. Um, Jeff Albrick, who I think is probably more of, of a, a tenure in his position than most everybody else on the staff. Um, but he actually looked like he's finding his footing also. And he hasn't, uh, up until maybe this last game, he hasn't necessarily been, uh, you know, looking like he's had some age and wisdom under his belt either. He's actually had some difficult situations that he's kind of growing through also. But he was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Dalvin Osorio, you guys probably know him from the Turn on the Jets uh, feeds. Uh, he, he does a great job with those guys. He does a column, I think, every week. Now you want to check that out if you follow him on Twitter. DA um, is a really good dude. But he brought to my attention how easy it is um, for us to blame coaching in these situations. And and realistically, maybe changed my idea a little bit about bashing these guys the way that I have. And it is really difficult um, to to not look at these things, and when you, especially when you're seeing some of the bonehead penalties and some of – you know, maybe the questionable play calling, it really is kind of easy to just jump on the coaching staff when, you know, quite possibly the, some of what it is that they're working through are growing pains in the staff. And, you know, the, the, the penalties in particular, while, you know, we, we think that the coaching staff should actually have these guys a little bit more focused, you know, sometimes those really just are, you know, in the heat of the moment, bonehead plays by players. And, uh, you know, maybe some of the vets are pushing a little bit because we haven't looked good early and they're trying to make plays and they're doing things that are outside of character, right? Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm gonna ease up a little bit on the coaches. I'm not gonna just let them off the hook, you know, as simply as saying that they have no culpability in this, but uh, I, I'm just gonna pull it back just a little bit because I do understand that this is a young team. It's a young situation. Um, and I, and I, I got into it a little bit with some guys on Twitter the other day because I said that I think as difficult as it is for us to preach patience, um, this situation, and, and just bear with me for this because I know it's hard. Um, this situation, I think, justifies maybe just a little bit more than what it is that we've had, right? And if you disagree, obviously, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. If you want to get on, you can give us a call. Like I said, the hotline is open, 201-256-1799. You can call me and tell me if I'm if I'm bugging out totally. Um, you can agree with me, which I, I think that maybe some rational Jets fans might actually do that. Um, but I say that just a little bit more patience, I think, is warranted. We've actually seen what it looks like when these things, are, you know, kind of are effective, right? We've seen Zach Wilson, who, you know, we, we kind of 
we're really excited for. We, we, we've kind of been a little antsy. I'm waiting to see him come back and see what it is that he's looked like. And I think maybe after this game in particular, 257 yards, I know he only had a 50% completion rate, but if you watch the game like I have multiple times already, um, you have seen a lot of throwaways, still a lot of drop passes. So, you know, if we, if we calculate and factor all of those things in, I think his performance was much better than what it is that the statistics bore out. Um, but, you know, as time goes on and as we continue to uh, to gel, I think we actually see some improvement in the statistics. But um, the outcome, I hope, remains the same. Um, we're two and two right now. And, and it re it feels really good to be either at 500 or maybe going into next week when we have, uh, you know, a little bit of a, of a maybe a, a, a limping and hampered Miami team, um, an opportunity to go above 500 and actually. Uh, get above, you know, kind of the basement of the AFC East, where it is that we've been relegated to over the course of this past decade. All right. So I'm um, excited about what it is that, uh, you know, we have going on. Um, obviously, we're going to move to in just a moment, uh, some room, some room uh, for improvement. Of, of course, we want to enjoy the win. Um, but we have some things, right? I know we were talking about Quinn and Williams, and I, I see a lot of folks that actually don't believe that Quinn and Williams is, is balling as hard as he he actually is. I think because those guys are only looking at the stats and as he continues to improve uh, another sack, uh, you know, more quarterback pressures. Um, if you watch the film, Quinnen is balling out of control. And I think that he probably should garner some Pro Bowl uh, recognition this season. I think uh, if most folks are doing the conventional wisdom and looking at this team, I mean, just saying, yeah, the Jets suck and, you know, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. They maybe he might not get a, as much of the attention as I think that he actually um, has earned by his play on the field. Um, room for improvement. I know we have some difficulties with our linebacking core as of right now. And I know Quan Alexander has been showing up, boy, that hit stick, that pop, man. I'm going to tell you right now, that had me up and excited. I almost, I almost spilled my yak in here when I saw that play because I was really excited about what it is that he's brought to the table. Now, I know we're looking at C.J. Mosley and maybe how much C.J. Mosley has lost a step. Um, I think his contract situation is going to make it so that Joe Douglas has – um, some decisions to make coming up in this next offseason, but veteran leadership, all of that stabilizing presence, I think that he has provided some value, but I do think that we're going to need to make some moves going forward in that regard. Um, again, the bright spots of this defense have been our cornerbacks, and I mean, DJ Reed, who struggled a little bit this game, but still actually played very well, considering uh, Sauce Gardner, who if, you, if, if, if you're paying any attention to what it is that the young rookie's doing, that kid is balling out of control, and I mean, look, I was a sauce guy. I was, you know, very early on in the process thinking about was it possible for or was it feasible, excuse me, for us to for us to take him, you know, as high as uh, as as we actually did. That kid has paid all of the dividends. Uh, my man Guy Fisher in the chat, line, uh, Quan Alexander. Yes, sir. That guy is actually doing his thing right now and is most definitely a beast um, for his contract. I'll just be honest. I think he might actually be one of the steals of free agency because he's not really getting paid much at all. Um, and he is bringing the wood. He's bringing energy. He's bringing ferocity. He's bringing a stabilizing presence and a veteran, uh, you know, presence in the middle that I think is really exciting. Um, also, um, he's playing very well, and people and and the guys are feeding off of that. It's really awesome to see that. Um, I'm really hoping that we can continue to have him. Um, I'm hoping that uh, you know maybe after this contract situation is up, uh, we kind of find it in the books to bring him back. 
uh, maybe we can parlay some of what it is that we save in CJ Mosley's uh, salary into maybe re-signing Quan Alexander at a premium going forward next season because that guy is really showing up. At this point in time, I have to say, um, just visibly, he's had more impact than what it is that I've seen CJ Mosley have in totality. But the super producer got, got that clip up on the screen where uh, uh, Quan just laid the wood on that guy, man. Look, that that hit in particular, it excited the entire team. It excited the defense. And I think that's when we started to see everything turn around. So I'm really excited about what that is. I know for a fact the defensive coaching staff is going to have to step it up a little bit with how it is that they're, you know, kind of calling these plays. Here it is again. Bow. Wow. Yeah, man, you, you could show that all day. Um, and, and it would excite me every single time. I'm really happy about that. The defensive coaches are going to have to step up a little bit. I think they're going to have to be a little bit more predictable. I mean, I, I, again, I don't like that word in particular, but um, the rotation, the rotation is still a difficult uh, conversation for me to have. I think it's because we're actually seeing Quinn and do what it is that he's doing. I think that, you know, we've already discussed how John Franklin Myers is playing out of position. I think we've already discussed how, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson probably deserves a little bit more burn. Um, but just because this has to be said and it has to be recognized, Bryce Huff, holy shnikes, that guy came in and did his thing. I think he justified so much more playing time than what it is that he actually had um, prior to this game. And I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to be uh, – I'm excited to see what it is that they're going to do with him in particular, because I really do believe that what it is that we can expect is that that guy is playing himself into being, you know, a, a much more pivotal part of what it is that we do and, and actually get back into the rotation uh, so we can actually get some more pressure from uh, from this front four. Just to go back into the comments a little bit, because you guys, man, you guys are the lifeblood of what it is that we do. I'm really thankful that you guys decided to pop in. Daniel Smith staying at the Airbnb, entered at a suspect. Trust me, my guy, I know how that works. I'm glad that you showed support. I appreciate it. You know, I give you guys all of the, all of the respect. Uh, Jets Guru is one of my favorite stops in. You do a phenomenal job of bringing the wood, bringing the heat every week. Um, Thank you for, for stopping in. I, I'm really thankful for that. Um, Guy Fisher, again, my dude, appreciate you being in. Um. Florencio, you guys are all in. That's what I'm talking about. My my my, my guys, my brothers, thankful. Um, JR, I know I've been over here ranting for a little bit, my man, but uh, what, what are your thoughts? You think I'm, am I bugging out a little bit? Or are you seeing anything in particular that, that's pressing upon you right now? Nah, nah, nah. I actually agree with you. Made some good <laughs> points there. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of doing a lot of things in the background right now. So. Look, I, I, I listen, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I couldn't do it without you, my guy. I really, I'm really thankful that you uh, are doing what good, it is man. that you do. Um, look, the graphics, everything that you see, all, all of the, the, the bells and whistles, video clips and all of that, my man is doing his thing right there. Without him, none of this works. I know he's an integral part of not only my show, but the Jets Guru, um, Kevin Robbins, Live Rounds, all of them guys. Um, look, I again, really thankful. Hey, um, you know what I did enjoy seeing? Uh, I like I like the game out of Brees Hall, this game. I feel like he kind of showed out a little bit. My fantasy team as of right now, is, uh, it's all Jets. <laughs> it literally is all Jets. I started Zach. I started Brees, I started Garrett and Elijah, I started Conklin, and I started the Jets defense, and I started Zerline, and I and I, <laughs> I, I had I had Austin Eckler as my as my flex. So, um, I actually won this week, right? Uh, I yeah. won this week. I mean, uh, mind you, the other guy started uh, Tua, and you know how that worked out, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit going forward as well. But that's kind of what happened. Um, and that guy kind of took a, a little bit of a pound in this week. But real talk, I'm excited about how it is that we are shaking out. It's going to be exciting. All right. As we move at the halfway point of the show, I want to start discussing where it is that we go next week. 
and how it is that we're going to match up against Miami and Teddy Two Gloves, right? And there we go, guys. Next up, Fins, Packers, Broncos, Patriots, and then the Bills. So we are going to be busy. Yeah, look, I'm going it's into that sneaky Yeah, I mean, it's not. Jared, it's not, it is not. The, it the is not. The, yeah, like, you see what they did. It was a third string backup for the Patriots. They barely beat that. Yeah. I don't know. Look, it's not I'm, as bad as we thought. Not at all. And, I mean, look, the, the way that we've actually come out of these first four games and everybody thinking that, you know, 0-4 was a, was a possibility, I mean, notwithstanding the, the miracle that Joe Flacco pulled out in, in Cleveland, <laughs> that came in and, and showed up, man. And, I mean, I, I again, you I know did. it's a – I know it's a depleted Steelers team, but realistically, what it is that we have is a really coveted and talent-laden team going into a stretch where the, our competition is not necessarily what it is that we would have expected them to be coming into the season, right? Maybe Miami is a strong team. I know uh, Miami, yeah. you know, these past couple of weeks, I know people believe them to be, you know, in conversation for one of the best teams in the league. Without Tua, does that remain the same? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a little bit of a challenge for us. But I'm not necessarily sore. I'm looking at this and saying it's something that we need to be scared of. I think if we play our game, if we play our game, we can win. Not to get too far and not to look beyond uh, Miami <laughs> right now, but right. The, the Packers, man, the Packers, they look like they're struggling too, man. And if, if, uh, we, gonna, if we get, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, having issues with his receivers uh, type Packers, I think – we can be in a good position to late in that game to be able to say that we're, we're in position to win it. The Broncos look like trash. Russell Wilson is is being outplayed by Geno Smith. Y'all already know how I feel about Geno. I'm not even going to get started on that. So I almost picked up Geno last week uh, in my fantasy just because that kid in Seattle has them looking like what, well, you know, more of a contender than what it is that Russell Wilson has the Broncos looking like. And not only that now, but you also think that uh, Javante Williams is now out for the season uh, with an ACL injury. So, Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of difficulties right now that they're dealing with that we can actually expect going forward, where we can actually be in these games, and I think we'll be ready to to kind of show up. Um, the Patriots. My expectation is we whoop the Patriots, and I mean maybe that's just my hate uh, for that organization. Uh, it is uh, in my DNA. I think uh, if you put it under a microscope and actually spoke the words Patriots, I think uh, my blood would probably jump off the the little petri dish thing, um, and ready to scrap. So. I think we're going to be in position to win that game as well. Um, Buffalo, I think, will be probably the truest test that we may have um, because of when it is that we play them. Just because they are, you know, probably the hardest game that we're going to have on the schedule all season. Um, how it is that we match up against them is going to be extremely important. And I don't want to jinx myself or I don't want to jinx this team in particular. But if we're playing well now, what we're looking at is quite possibly a wild card spot. You know, I, I don't think it is far fetched to think that if we continue to this upward trajectory, um, you know, maybe, you know, coming in uh, or limping at the end and at the end of this here. Um, you know, gives us an opportunity. And if we play well enough, obviously, against Miami. And against New England, second place in the AFC East. I think that sounds like playoffs. Yeah, I'm an excited. I'm an excitable <laughs> guest fan, obviously. But um, I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking rationally in this. And obviously, if is doing a lot of work right now. If is doing a lot of work. But I'm saying, who thought that we were going to be two and two coming out of this stretch? The two losses came with Joe Flacco at the helm. If the Zach Wilson that we saw this last week against the Steelers is the Zach Wilson that we would have had. Um, without the injury, I don't know. Baltimore is a different game. I don't necessarily think that we have to come from behind in Cleveland. I think Cleveland's a completely different game. Three and one. Call me, uh, you know, the 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 green lensed, you know, crusader because, real talk, uh, 
I was really impressed with what it is that I saw from Zach Wilson. It's obviously, it was just being his first game back. Um, we actually didn't get a, a 100%, you know, kind of dialed in guy. But that fourth quarter, Zach, if that's the kind of guy that we're going to get going forward, sky's the limit. I'm really excited about what it is that we have. So let's reel this back in and let's kind of draw it back in. And I want to get back to what it is that we're talking about um, with regards to Miami, because I think the true test against Miami is going to be how well our defense plays, right? Those guys have all the weapons and they've got a track team out there. And this is going to be, and I, I think uh, I saw somebody tweet this early and I, I have to admit um, it, it really did sound like uh, the most realistic uh, description of how it is that it's going to shake out. Um, it's going to be probably the best wide receiver cornerback uh, uh, battle in this early season I think maybe throughout the league, Waddle and Tyreek Hill and, and you know, the, the, their weapons um, coming in against, you know, Sauce and DJ Reed, um, Jordan Whitehead. And and obviously what uh, it was the, probably the most surprising aspect of this last game, uh, a reserve, a resurgent LaMarcus Joyner. Oh, uh, come on, man. Who had that on? The, who had that on their bingo card? I never really had two interceptions by LaMarcus Joyner on my bingo card in a million years. Um, but that guy showed up, man. And I mean, I, again, against a depleted Pittsburgh offense, um, but them receivers aren't whack. Them receivers aren't weak. You know, maybe they have some questionable quarterback play um, with Mitchell Trubisky uh, under center. But Kenny Pickett came in and, man, he, he gave them a little bit of a boost. It just wasn't enough for Gritty Zach, you know what I'm saying? Return of the man, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm really excited about what that's going to bring. Um, I think we have an opportunity to show up. I think we have an opportunity to show out. I think we have an opportunity now. Um, to really kind of put into action what it is that we're learning in these situations that young teams actually have to go through and learning how to win these games. We faced adversity, right, in multiple games this year. And mind you, while this is Zach's first game back, the rest of the team has played. The rest of the team um, were, you know, crucial in what it is that we saw in that comeback win in Cleveland. And that wasn't just a one-man show. It was everybody. That was, you know, Garrett Wilson's coming out party. Um, I think that guy is going to continue to play. And, and I think maybe we have, you know, maybe just as prolific a, a wide receiving core, even if they're not as, as speedy. But, I mean, there are some similarities between what it is that we get from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore to what it is that Miami gets from Waddle and, uh, and Tyreek Hill. Guy Fisher in the chat, great point, my man. We have talent. Properly used, we can win. The Finns, Broncos, and Patriots. I actually think the Packers are, are probably a little bit more um, in line with uh, with what it is that we do as well. And the Bills are going to be hard to take down. Um, they play Smash Mouth. That's the name of my fantasy team. They play lights out football. But they're smart and determined. So, look, I think you make phenomenal points. All of those games, if we play our game, are winnable. This is the changing of the guard that I've been talking about for all the entire offseason. If you remember anything about what me and CJ were talking about, you know, in this past offseason, um, I was talking about how it is that we need to stop thinking and acting like these games are difficult games to win. Um, look, any given Sunday, um, if you have an NFL team, you can win a game. And what it is that we have displayed over the course of these past few weeks is an ability to be able to score, to be uh, ability to be able to put up points, an ability to be able to shut you down on defense in spots. Now, that needs to be much more consistent, obviously. 
Um, but, you know, we, we've got a lot of work to do. And uh, I, I think that it's still an early, you know, uh, part of the season for us. Um, but I really do believe that what it is that we're seeing is um, a turning of the corner. We're actually seeing some guys that are stepping up to the plate and making it known that the Jets, this is not the same old Jets. This is not your granddad's Jets. It's not even your dad's Jets. It's not even your Uncle Billy's Jets. Um, these are This is a new animal. And these guys are coming to play and they're going to come hard. Um, yes, there's going to be some hiccups because we're a young team. Yes, there's going to be some questionable play calling because we actually do have a young coaching staff. I mean, I think I've made that point a few different times, but it does, you know, kind of beg the question. If all of these guys begin to feel themselves all at the same time, coming out of a game like what it is that we just played where complimentary football, I think, was played uh, for a larger part of the game than at any point in time this season. Um, I think we actually can be ugly. I, I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, I've said this multiple times, prolific. I use that word. Um, I use that word very seriously because I think that we have weapons. Just imagine if Brees Hall gets 20, uh, 25 carries a game. Just imagine if Michael Carter gets used, you know, on the, that those seven to 10 passes out of the backfield. Just imagine what it looks like when Zach gets comfortable with Tyler Conklin in that scene and how that opens up what it is that Elijah Moore does coming in behind him and what it is that Garrett Wilson can do at almost any point in any place all over the field. We have an opportunity, guys, to be ugly. I'm just mentioning, mind you, mind you, I said all of that and didn't even mention Corey Davis, who's been a stalwart for us, who scored when, when it is that we needed him to score. He's made immediately impactful catches in spots where we really need them to happen. Corey Davis is also on my waiver wire for fantasy this week as well. I think I'm about to scoop him up um, just because I didn't want to OD, but uh, it's, it's looking like maybe that guy is uh, the, one of the most indispensable players and, and somebody that we can, you know, really kind of count on to give us production when maybe some of the other guys, uh, you know, maybe are not as uh, readily available. So excited about what it is that brings. We really do have some exciting possibilities going forward. Um, just to kind of not lose focus of the chat right now, Florencio at home this Sunday, we got this. Wilson is spreading the ball around and so anyone could be a threat. From your thumbs, my man, however it is that you're typing it, that is exactly what it is that uh, I believe is the case. We got guys, man. The reality is that the New York Jets, the way that we're constructed right now, we are a young team, but we're an up and coming team. We have quite a bit to be excited about. We have quite a bit to look forward to. This week, Jeff Ulbrich has given us a little bit of pause in the firing discussion, right? Uh, who knows what it's going to look like next week. I think Miami is going to be a tough challenge for us. Um, but if that guy can step up to the plate and for whatever and whatever hand Robert Salah is going to have in, in putting together and calling the defense, um, if he needs to kind of, you know, kind of hold Ulbrich's hand a little bit, I'll take that. At least until Ulbrich can either play himself out or prove that he's up to the task. Um, I think we actually have a lot to be excited about going forward. Florencio, great point, my man. You actually uh, brought up something that uh, I had really kind of forgotten to mention. Shout out to the kicking and punting game too. That's a real live. We were thinking about replacements a week ago. No more discussion about Braden Man, right? Uh, Greg DeLeg, who, yeah, if I'm keeping it real, has been pretty solid for us uh, after that abysmal first game. I think these guys are all kind of rounding in a shape. And this is the launch pad, one of the first shows that you're going to get during the week. And I don't want to, you know, kind of disillusion anybody. And I know there's going to be millions of, of, of hours of content that are going to be coming after this one. And even some of the ones that were before this one this week, uh, you know, with some of the, the immediate takes after the game. But I want this to be kind of where it is that we discuss these things with reason. Now, mind you, 
my optimism, I don't think lacks reason. I don't think it lacks, you know, a, a certain amount of, of, of tempered expectation, because I think that we've seen quite a bit of what it is that we can be excited about. Yes, we do have some things that need to be tightened up. And no, we haven't turned the corner. We actually haven't solidified that this is going to be the type of performance that we get every week. Um, but it does give us all confidence that we can actually be this type of team. And as we continue to learn how to do it, as we continue to build and grow, as we continue to recognize what our identity is and how it is that that looks week to week, regardless of who the opponent is, regardless of what you know, kind of difficulties that they are facing, what it is that we do and how it is that we win football games and how it is that we show up from week to week, these things are being played out. And I think that at this point in time, there's a lot uh, for us to be positive about. Now, the reason why I'm not going too deep into, you know, kind of the negatives is because we won. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? I don't want to be the guy that, you know, that guy that says, yeah, we won, but um, we, we did win. And there are things that need to be tightened up. That's There's no question about that. But in a win, they're going to go back and they're going to watch the film and they're going to tighten these things up. What I'm more excited about and what I'm more interested in is how this is going to translate into what it is that we do coming up against Miami. That is going to be a big deal. Um, anybody in the comments, give me what are the three things that you are most worried about with what Miami brings to the table? I'm really excited because I know I've got some really knowledgeable Jets fans in here. JR, kick me off just a little bit while we while I give these guys some uh, some some minutes in the chat to throw this up. What do you uh, think? That worries three, me the most? Three things, three things. Three things. Man, I don't know why. I'm definitely going to go with the receivers. Tyreek Hill, that definitely worries me. That's certainly that's gotta the number be. one weapon, right? That's, that's, yeah. So be, that, that, that definitely worries me. And then her defense, I mean, as a whole, and a pretty solid defense. You know, I mean, that worries me a little bit with our banged up offensive line, you know what I mean? Who, yeah, seems like, seems like everybody has a field day on the Jets to get to the quarterback. Tell you the truth, after watching this game against the Steelers, I'm not too worried about the receivers, but it's always got to be a threat because Tyreek Hill, I mean, Cheetah, man, he's yeah. got to stay back. But that's yeah. two. I don't have a third. I'm kind of struggling with the third myself just because – what it is that they do well, um, they do really well. And uh, what it is that they don't do well, I think we can exploit. Guy right. Fisher in, in, in the comments, Tyreek Hill waddling their defense. I think that's yeah, kind of it. Yeah, yeah receivers yeah, and defense. That's I think it. that's kind of it. Like, and we're talking about, I think, what maybe our best coach in um, Brent Boyer has the special teams kind of, you know, kind of doing their thing right now. I think these guys are, you know, they're, they're in a position right now where, um, they're not anything that we need to be worried about. It's not something that we can look and say is a, is a is is a is something that we have to overcome, right? In the beginning, we were thinking that we had to overcome Braden Man, and uh, after you know after him, you know, and that that fake punt, I think he showed up. I think he's you know he's he's played well. I think the the, the positivity is rubbing off on these guys. These guys are showing up. Um, you know what? You know what? The third thing that worries me: Teddy but, Bridgewater's going to come in and have a, a, a nice day. Wow. Yeah, that wow. worries me because that usually can happen to us. So, and he's not bad. I mean, he's not a bad yeah. backup coming in. He's so that not. worries me a little bit. Just, you know, just that little thing in the back. I can see that happening. No, that's a phenomenal point. Thank you for reeling me back in because I almost forgot about Teddy Two Gloves. Any team in the league would want to have a backup that is as capable as Teddy. We've seen some maybe less than stellar quarterbacks come in and have days against this Jets defense. Yeah, didn't Mesh you have a when he came in and yeah man and, and, and yeah, just, yeah it was <laughs> well i mean he he showed up man but that also was a little bit of a different team who do you have in mind that came in and ate us up you know their first start or something who are you thinking of 
can't. I'm, I'm, you know what? And, and all of the guys like 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 Baker Mayfield. Baker came in yeah, and, and you know that's how, that's how he got the job in uh, in Cleveland because he came in and he worked us. Even he in Carolina right now is uh, looking a little suspect. It looked like they might uh, be clam. Looks like they might be clamoring for Sam Darnold back. Just kidding. Let's, <laughs> let's, oh man. Let's, <laughs> Let's keep that in, in perspective right now. Carolina wants Sam Donald to be their starting quarterback again. Let me get into my three. Obviously, Tyreek and Waddle are, are the one thing that I would be most nervous about, but I'm also looking at it in terms of what it is that we have to counteract that. And I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about Sauce Gardner, who is having his little mini version of of, uh, of Sauce's Island out there, right? And then what it is that we have in DJ Reed, I think those guys... Yes. You know, in combination with what it is that, uh, you know, again, we're getting from the resurgent uh, safety position. Um, Jordan Whitehead, I think, is probably going to end up being an integral part of what it is that we do. If, if Jordan Whitehead has a good game this week um, against Miami, I think that puts us in a really good position to win. I have a question for you, though. So me and Kevin yeah. was at um, the bar watching a game. We noticed 36 on the field. <laughs> Who was that guy? Who was yeah. it? Yeah. Golly no idea? Gee. No. 30, 36? <laughs> Yeah, he started. I think he was the starting safety. If anybody knows, put in the chat. We couldn't figure it out. We was trying to look it up. I don't know where he came from. Is that the? Is that the? Uh, what, what's he the? Played, what's... He almost played the whole game. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. But yeah, I'm sorry. He's lost in the sauce for answer. 36 though. He he played the whole game. He must. I don't. We don't know where he came from. I know. So some, somebody's going to know. Put it in the chats. He played good too. <laughs> I don't know who's subbing for or like playing for substitute wise. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, it does look like we had uh, some brand new safeties out there. That's for sure. Um. And, and look, again, I want to give, uh, again, some more props to uh, to LaMarcus Joyner because if he can pull his head out of his ass and we can actually start playing competent football right there, I think we're in great shape. It actually does give us an opportunity to play a lot more man on the outsides. I think that, uh, you know, this is when Sauce and this is when DJ Reed really earned their checks. The reason why Joe Douglas brings these guys in because it actually gives us an opportunity to lock down players that are of this caliber. So... You know, I don't know. It's going to be a great matchup. I think their defense actually poses some threats for us. I think, again, because Mike LaFleur is going to be able to kind of give Zach, uh, you know, kind of free reign to run a little bit, um, I think we can actually pressure them. I think uh, we, we saw Zach and his maturation process and not trying to get too greedy. He gets rid of the ball. As much as I'm you know, really excited about what it is that Zach can do with that ball um, when he's off schedule, I would much rather prefer to see him play within the offense and be able to hit these guys in spots where they can actually run after the catch, like what it is that we saw um, with Elijah Moore early and with uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, a little bit late. Garrett Wilson had a couple of he had a couple of drops that really do concern me, though. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, what's up, Jar? Uh, I was gonna let you know. I figured to do that. It was Marcel Harris. That's who was 36. Was he was a guy that I didn't even think was gonna make the team. To be honest with you. Well, he um, got some playing time. Yeah, he got some. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I know I know we got a few snaps, um, but we didn't actually, actually uh, I mean, did we hear his name called that often? Unfortunately, no. This is why the, the rotation is going to need to shake out with a little bit more of the guys that, uh, you know, we expect to see out there more often. Uh, and very, very much so when it comes to Quentin Williams and John Franklin Myers. And Carl Austin actually showed up a little bit, even though he's still not 100% uh, coming back from the injury. I want to say this, and I know this may not actually sound good, and I hope that the guy doesn't hear me and come after me, but Michael Clemens, while he does play good in spots, um, he still has some some growing to do as well. I think uh, I like, you know, what it is that he shows in spots. Um, but I actually think that Jermaine Johnson is really kind of stepping up and he's actually making a few more plays as of right now. 
Um, so, I mean, I think he's warranting a little bit more play, and I, I would like to see a little bit more from Clemens. Um, the film does show that he does make plays, but I think that there's also some some questions uh, about youth um, and, and inexperience that are that are kind of showing their head when it comes to that guy. Um, am, am I bugging out? What do you what do you think, Jr? I mean, you, you think nah, those guys nah. are more? No, I definitely agree with you. I'm definitely impressed by Jermaine Johnson. He was my favorite pick in the draft. Yeah, Get some play time. Eventually, he's going he's going to be in there a lot more. But yeah, I want to see more at Clemens too, because I heard of him being like the Hulk. So let show me something. Look, that that guy. It's early. It's early. Yeah, he's he's a scary he's a scary dude. That's for sure. But what it is, I I do want to see these guys get a little bit more burn. It's kind of like at the expense of who, because we really are just getting Bryce Huff back. I don't think they they should you know kind of take snaps away from Bryce Huff. This is the challenge as we go on into the season to get those guys some run and get them guys a little bit more burn yeah florenzo that, that's a great point he gave up some penalties and late hits exactly growing pains just to kind of get back to the point i was making about being patient how difficult is it to ask a jets fan to be patient people look at you like you got 10 heads patience what i think as of right now this coaching staff this player grouping patience is smart i know it's hard to say that but i think patience is smart and i hope that you know folks don't come for me in that if you do want to obviously the lines are still open 201-256-1799 if you think i'm wilding out you can tell me directly um i do play with the trolls also i know we're getting ready to come up on wrapping up here because monday night football is getting ready to jump off as well let me give my final thoughts give us your predictions exactly um, uh, final thoughts first and foremost really excited about the continued growth of zach wilson Right, what it is that we saw was exciting. What it is that we saw was dope. And what it is that we saw was that the dude's gritty is, uh, you know, it, it's it's on par with some of the other, you know, quarterbacks or other players in the league that try to that try to throw that out. The gritty, the gritty, the gritty was decent. I'm not mad. Um, but what it is that we saw towards the end of that game, the resiliency, the moxie, how Brees, how Brees Hall said the kids got, you know, uh, big balls, whatever. Love to see that. What I would love to see more is that we're not in situations where he has to do so much in coming back. I would like to see us get off to a start that gives us an opportunity to get back to playing the the style of football that we want. And that is, you know, giving Brees Hall, uh, you know, the carries in order for him to get off, giving Michael Carter opportunities as well. And then, you know, not necessarily having to rely on the passing game but having the passing game be something that allows us to kind of run the way that we want to. I really think that we showed some positivity. I think in order for us to really kind of get away from some of the negative aspects of it, we have to be consistent. So I'm looking forward to some consistency. And I think Miami is going to be a true test. Um, this is an opportunity for us to actually put together back-to-back -to -back wins. Expectations for Jets fans are always dangerous. But, uh, you know, putting, putting together a string of wins, especially against uh, quality opponents, and I think Miami would be a little bit more of a quality opponent than the Steelers would. But us, you know, at least being in the game and playing competitive football against Miami, I think that puts the rest of the league on notice. If I'm going to keep it real, my expectations are it's going to be a really tough game. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think that if our defense does not play well coming in the start, I think Miami does have, uh, you know, the, the capability of, of putting us in a hole very quickly. I don't see the defense completely falling apart, but I do see that there may be some struggles and there may be some challenges. And uh, again, uh, before I actually just jump off the deep end uh, completely, I need to see LaMarcus Joyner put together two games of good football before I actually write off his atrocious, abysmal play uh, to, to begin the season. So I think our defense is actually going to be able to score some points this game. I think uh, the cornerbacks uh, are going to be able to take advantage of some of that man coverage on the outside. Sauce has the length and the speed to be able to kind of shut either one of these guys down if need be. Uh, we saw what he was doing with Elijah Moore in training camp this season and how easy it was for him to keep up with him. 
Not saying Elijah Moore is a burner, but I'm saying that Sauce has the skill, the capability, and the length to be able to be a problem for these guys. Uh, DJ Reed, I think, is obviously skilled. I mean, he can remain close enough to keep these guys in check. I'm not saying we shut him down completely, but I'm saying that these guys are not going to have a big game. I do expect him to try to run on us a little bit. So I'm thinking low-scoring game on Miami's part. But until I also see what Zach Wilson looks like on, on back-to-back games, um, I'm not ready to crown him the, the superstar just quite yet all, either. Um, I do think he plays well, but I do, again, I expect a little bit of rust. I do expect a couple of bumps in the road. I want to say it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be uh, maybe closer to 21-17. Um, but I think that the Jets pull this game out. I think we're riding the momentum right now. I think riding momentum with Zach Wilson looks a lot different than riding a momentum with Joe Flacco, uh, which is why I'm as positive about this game as I actually am. So I'm really excited about that. JR, uh, you, you, think I'm, you think I'm bugging out by saying that we're going to win this game? I'm serious. Nah, but I'm just saying, you probably picked us to win every game so far this year, though, haven't you? Yeah. Don't uh, you lie. know what? No. Actually, actually, actually I, I've said Come that we on. were going to be in every game. I think I knew, I knew we were going to be Baltimore. I knew we were going to be Baltimore. Right. I wasn't. Nah, I thought I, you said it. I, I thought it too. Yeah, when we lost to Baltimore, I knew we were going to beat Cleveland. And we didn't play well against Cleveland. I knew. No, I Look, I. I, I said in my we heart, shouldn't have beat I, we shouldn't have beat Cleveland, right? We shouldn't have beat Cleveland. Nah. So the, the fact that we pulled it out, that's that's karma coming back to me, right? Thank you uh, for, for, pulling, <laughs> for, for, pulling, for pulling me out of the fire, right? Um, I, I really kind of thought that we were going to play a much better game than we played nah, last week. Yeah. So, what was your score? 21-17. I actually believe we're going to win this game, too. And even if I didn't believe it, I hate the Dolphins so much with a passion. I hate the Dolphins more than the Patriots. That's just me. Wow, that so, says something. <laughs> yeah, that does say something. I got a lot of Dolphin friends, so I would never pick them. Yeah. I got the Jets. We're going we're going, we're going, to show out 28-14, and they're going to be like, what's up with this knee up in New York, baby? I'm, I'm, Let's I'm, go. Liking, I'm, liking, the, I'm, li- I'm liking the 14. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Pick. All right, so yeah, uh, we, go. we got some folks in the chat. Guy Fisher, 1916 Jets. That's an odd score, but uh, with the Jets on top, I'll take it. No question. Uh, Florencio, 28-21 Jets. Defense score, touchdown for us. I agree with you on that one, my guy. I think that's going to be a major point for us. I think we step up. Um, guy, yes. just uh, as, as we get ready to wrap this up, Mike McDaniel, he's a smart. He's going to blitz to try and soften us up offensively. Defense-wise, the run has been giving us an issue. Also, uh, Teddy Dugloves is a mobile quarterback that will be designed running plays. I think we did well a, a, enough against uh, Lamar where I'm not really necessarily feeling like they're, they're going to put a lot of pressure on us, but it's not going to be perfect. As we move, thank you once again for hanging with me on the, at, at the pad. Um, we're going to get ready to give up, uh, and we're going to let these next guys come on. Uh, follow us at Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, you can download the app in the Apple Store or at Google Store. Twitter, follow us on Facebook, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, or you can catch us on Twitter, at Spotty Blackman. I'm working on the page right now. We're going to get the Jets launch pad up. Um, thanks again yes. for hanging with us tonight, guys. For the Super Producer, JR, you got anything to wrap up, my guy? Nothing really. Just be on the lookout for the YouTube popping out soon. That's what I'm that's talking it. about right there because that's going to be exciting. I'm ready for that. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining me at the pad. We will see you next week where hopefully somebody will call in and we'll get to argue. All right. <laughs> going into next week against uh, Miami, we'll, we'll holler back at you next Monday. We'll discuss the news and the, and the stats. We'll get into that, and then we'll figure out what it is that we're looking like going into uh, the Packers going game beyond that. Thanks again for joining with us. You have a good night. And bless, God bless you.
Sports Radio Network.